Last time on Will Save. It is said in life that we are all running from something. So too begin the tales of our heroes. Here's our Sheeran pirate escaped assassination after one of his former crew members gave him a mysterious piece of cargo. Dr. O.K., our Osharu researcher, escaped police custody through biochemical methods, only to find his colleague coerced into being abducted. Rick-19, our android bounty hunter, experienced a strange memory flash while completing a bounty. Nico Orion, our former executive, found himself on the run after narrowly escaping assassination. Have our heroes ran from trouble to have it find them again? Find out this time on Will Save. Hello and welcome to the second episode of Will Save the Podcast. I'm John Swan, your Game Master, and I want to briefly monologue about how we have fun here and why I have this odd title. You see, we're playing the tabletop role-playing game Starfinder. Surely you've heard of similar games such as Pathfinder or Dungeons & Dragons, but where those take place in a fantasy setting, Starfinder is everything science fiction. Aliens and lasers, planets and galaxies, it's all there. And what I love is that Paizo, the creators of the game, have developed such rich lore and history that they've even tied it in to their other game, Pathfinder. So, if any of this sounds like a good time, you've got many worlds and stories to jump into. How does one play an RPG, John? Glad you asked. You create a character and put them in an adventure. A decision comes up, you decide what your character would like to do, you roll some dice to see if you do said thing, and then the Game Master continues the story forward. Rinse and repeat. All the actions your character wants to take are governed by a set of rules. If they want to engage in starship combat, there are rules for how to pilot and fire weapons. How well they do is determined by those dice rolls. So, want to convince the alien boss to let your friends go? Roll for it. Want to attack said boss after not doing so well on your first roll? Make another roll. Where do I come in? As Game Master, I'd neither work in a national park nor a large royal estate, but I do guide the players through the adventure. Whereas the players are characters, I will be the world they inhabit. Now, this adventure is written into six books collectively called The Threefold Conspiracy. Here's the key, and here's where it gets juicy. Although the adventure is pre-written, the players' reactions and choices are not. Nothing about their reactions or decisions is pre-planned. Anything could happen as the players decide how to respond. This is the actual play in the succinctly named genre actual play tabletop role-playing game podcast. And as I like to say, whenever the players respond, the world responds in turn. To tell you a bit about myself, I'm an acoustics consultant and professional musician. 
My role-playing days started when I learned D&D from my dad. Thanks, Dad. And also started playing with my friends in school. We kept playing throughout high school and eventually stopped as we graduated. Then a few years ago, thanks to the age of non-dial-up internet, we started playing together again. But I missed playing in person. That feeling of shouting at little math rocks around a table late into the night. Around that time, I meet my friend Kevin, who had just started playing D&D. I introduced him to my friends Nick and Will, who introduced me to Kelly, and we started a group chat that went something like, let's play. Little did I know that those words would lead us to start a Starfinder podcast. Now, maybe you, dear listener, are deep into your own character or campaign, or maybe you're new to role-playing games and you got lucky by stumbling upon our podcast. Well, even though we are still newish to the game and always learning, we love Starfinder and think everyone should enjoy its epic space opera adventures. So regardless of where you are in your gaming journey, we're going to make sure we keep everyone in the loop by explaining rules and gaming concepts throughout our episodes. This way, when you inevitably start playing yourself, you'll know what's going on. With that said, if you like anything you hear, please give us a review wherever you enjoy podcasts. It's amazing how far one review can take us. So the more that you offer, the more that we can share Starfinder and share this ragtag band of players with everyone. So that means tell your friends, your family, your gaming group, that person that you always nod to with your headphones in on the commute in the morning and then oddly enough in the evening as well. Let them know. Or let us know. Maybe you've got a favorite moment from the first episode. Email us at willsavethepodcast at gmail.com. Maybe we made a mistake with the rules. That does happen because I noticed one last episode with calculating kinetic armor class. Did you notice it too? Then why didn't you tweet and Instagram us? We're on all social media except for MySpace, alas, with the handle at willsavethepodcast. And you can check out our website, willsavethepodcast.com for more. Finally, a quick note. If you've played in or run the Threefold Conspiracy, you know how awesome and mysterious it can be. So I'd ask those listeners to avoid any spoilers or hints anywhere the players might see them, especially if they ask you. Just tell them, no clues for you, you pesky meddling players, and then we'll all have a good time. Once again, thank you for enjoying episode one, deciding to start episode two, listening through me saying hello three times, and then winding up here at the end of an intro that you didn't know was coming. So what are we waiting for? Let's play. So last time, last week, we jumped right into the story. We were just head first, nose first, just no messing around, no horsing around, just good old-fashioned start. So I think it might be good if we introduce ourselves to our listeners. So you might have heard me on the little GM clip in the beginning, so I think we'll introduce the players. So to my virtual right here we've got Mr. Kevin Decker. A little round of applause for old Kevin Decker here. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, thank you. Thanks. What am I? So, hi everyone. I'm Kevin Decker. So, I was born and raised in California, and I'm <laughs> I'm currently an engineer uh, for the space industry. 
Convenient. Um, and I'm also a newborn. Or no, I'm the father of a newborn. I'm not newborn. <laughs> I'm a newborn. Uh, I'm a newborn. Yeah, no, I'm, a, I'm a recent father, <laughs> as in like two weeks ago, three, almost three weeks. Yeah, like the day after we recorded our first episode. Yeah, two days, three days. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was, we recorded what Saturday, and then and then Monday he yeah. he showed up. So, and he's doing great. If anybody's curious, he's a beautiful little baby boy. No webbed feet though. Yeah, unfortunately. No webbed feet, yeah. So no plus <laughs> plus one to swimming. No plus one to swim abilities. No plus one to swim <laughs> abilities. <laughs> it's all right. He's got permanent problems. flat foot. He's got some sort of intelligence bonus and charisma, I'm sure, thanks to Kevin's sure. dashing good looks. Yeah. Uh, all right. Oh, was there anything else you genetic? wanted to Is share? Is that what you're trying to say? Uh, was that genetic? Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's part of the... Yeah, that's part of the genetics all right was there anything else you wanted to share about yourself kev i don't know are you gonna ask me like fun fact or something is that uh sure let's let's play uh yeah fun fact ah man do i actually i was just kidding when i said that i wasn't prepared for this (laughs) you volunteer (laughs) you volunteer fun fact all right let's move on no no fun facts no fun facts all right worst way to do an icebreaker it's fine (laughs) no None. There are no fun facts in this podcast. Let that be known to everyone listening. There are no No, fun facts. No, there are zero fun facts. Next up, Mr. William Garrett. Oh, William. Hello, Mr. William Garrett. Also known as Will to his friends and wife. Hello. I am Will. I will. No relation to Will Save. (laughs) No no relation. Uh, Totally, total coincidence. Yeah. It's a different person. It really is. It's a different person. Yep. Mm -hmm. And... It's not me. <laughs> Easily confused, though, for sure. Easily confused. Yep. I, I thought am... your last name was Save, though. But, yeah, <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. Uh, it's middle name, really. Oh, but I, I see. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, what? Who am I? Uh... <laughs> not Will Save. <laughs> Man, I'm really glad not, that I told you guys, hey, save. think of something to say about yourself. Um, I I'm I'm a I'm a nerd in a way, a computer a way. nerd. That's my that's my day gig. And then, um, fun fact: my uh, beer fridge is overflowing due to COVID, <laughs> and it's it's become a problem. Mm. Yes, it is important cool. to note that we are recording this remotely due to COVID. So we're going to help Will yeah. out with that, though. Yeah, because that beer yeah, would not be an issue. Yeah. I either, or I need to become a serious alcoholic. No, alcoholism is bad. That can only go one of two ways. Either the podcast becomes a lot more interesting or we stop recording. So, yeah. <laughs> Not to alienate any friends of Bill. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next up in my little windowed pane at the top of our Zoom meeting is Mr. Nicholas Belcher. How we doing, Nick? Woo! Yeah, Nick. Oh, it's... It's a quiet Saturday. I'm doing all right, and uh, yeah, I guess we need. I need to talk a little bit about myself here. That's really hard. Um, it is for some. <laughs> so I'm Nick Belcher. Uh, it's a quiet Saturday afternoon, and I'm loving life. Uh, a little bit about myself. I work as an outside sales rep, uh, currently for a credit card processing company, but in the market for something else at the moment. And fun fact about me: I used to be a musician. 
you still are a musician. Yeah, yeah. I was well, like, Nick was like preparing the Marines. That. You're never not a musician, Nick. Yeah, Nick. There's no such thing as an ex-Marine. <laughs> is that how it is with the Navy, too, Kevin? Like, once you're out, you're always you're still part of the Navy. Are you still a sailor, Kev? I'm, I will always be a submariner. Yeah. Oh. Uh, You'll always be a submarine, Submariner? You'll always be a submarine. Submarine. Yeah, I'll always be a submarine. horrible an experience where you bond over it? I'm a newborn submarine. Uh, You're a a newborn submarine. He's a baby submarine. (laughs) Fun fact. (laughs) Oh, there is a fun fact. You're a newborn submarine. This is good. All right. (laughs) All right. This is good. Well, last up, technically not last, because Kev snuck into the last place on my window pane, but last... Mm. and possibly least, just kidding, is Kelly Gilliam. Round of applause for Kelly hey. Gilliam. Woo! Kelly! Hello. K E double L Y. Da 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 da. Uh, my name is Kelly. Uh, like Will, I am a, a computer nerd for a living. Um, and I <laughs> get a lot of um, flack for my pink headphones, which have cat ears. But also a lot of love because they're very nice. And um, who gives you no flash? one here gives you right, initially, and then everybody realized that they're great. But um, no, we love them. Okay. We've always loved your headphones. Yeah. Okay. Good. Okay. They're, good. Re- let the record. Show. I thought my eyes deceived me, for it was so wondrous. Doth eyes? Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you found your ear back. What, you lost an ear for a while. Yeah, that's true. I finally yeah. found one. The ear got clipped. You, you got tagged. It's like a fake one, but it looks pretty good, right? Because they're straight, stray cat headphones. Yeah. Because you're a stray cat, <laughs> Kelly. And yeah, somehow exactly. you found your home. Well, I want, and this I about sums me up. <laughs> These guys adopted me. All right, well, we got and a stray like, cat, a newborn submarine, somebody looking for work, and Will. So it sounds like we're all set. <laughs> I want to redo my fun fact that I could be an extra on Duck Dynasty. You could. The way <laughs> you look like right, now, right now, for everyone who's listening, which is everyone except for us, then, uh, yeah, he's got a huge beard. And a great yeah, beanie a great and a nice there, cap. So. Great distinction. Yeah, thanks. I thought it was important to make that distinction. And a cap. Yeah. And a cat or a cap? Oh, a cap. Yeah, a cap. That's it. That's it. Ninja is here asleep. I don't want to uh, wake him. Well, He's Ninja confused. is one of the podcast cats, so it's good. It's all good. Yeah. And so that people know, Ninja is kind of a famous cat. He's a. Uh, He's got his. He's on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Throw throw his handle out there. He's very photogenic. That cat, Ginger Ninji, with a Y on the end. All right, this is the handle. Beautiful. You can see him do dice tower rolls. Yep. On our 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 Instagram. Yeah. 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 He he is a cool cat. I will. And I'm not. I'm not even a fan of cats really, but Ninja, I'm a fan of. Yeah, me neither. But like somehow he he stole my. Says the guy the with owner cat of ears. The cat says, <laughs> "Yeah, I don't like cats. <laughs> I don't like cats. But for my headphones, it's fine. It's a long story. Yeah. Oh yeah. Totally. So speaking of cats, speaking of cats, uh, John Swan has two cats. Who's this John Swan fellow? Why yeah, I do have two cats. We don't, we don't oh. talk about one of them. We don't. Talk I don't about know. One of them. Yeah, well, okay, so one of them is Penelope, and she's an angel. She's fantastic. And the other is Terrence, and he has a mustache, and he is... He's an asshole. He's an asshole. Wow. Oh, that's why we know I didn't even need to finish it. I didn't even need to finish it. He he is an asshole because he has a mustache. (laughs) 
That's why. So to test <laughs> this theory, I currently have a beard, but I should shave and get a mustache and see if I'm a meaner GM. That's how that works, right? That's how you test the theory. I don't think we need to do that. Oh, okay. Yeah, we All don't, right. We don't want to see that. Next I prefer week, you with a full episode beard. Episode three, personally. I'll have a mustache. <laughs> you look like, so much better shave, with a beard, John. Like, John, if you shaved your beard but not your mustache, I would have to flag you at every single Chuck E. Cheese you walked into. <laughs> <laughs> is Chuck E. Cheese still a thing? I feel like COVID wiped yeah, out. Yeah, I feel like they're wiped out along with their carpet pizza. No, didn't you Which hear? Is funny, yeah. like they should have been wiped out long they tried to, No, didn't you hear they tried to pass themselves off as like a fake pizza joint and they got caught? What? <laughs> what do you they mean they... Fake pizza joint? joint? What? They defined this is themselves the legally as a pizza podcast. podcast. No, I thought they got slammed for false advertisement because they were trying to sell like their Chuck E. Cheese pizzas under a different name or something like that. Hmm. Interesting. Oh. Interesting. You guys can fact check me on that, but I'm pretty sure that happened. We do You're have just gonna a- get hate mail from everybody who loves yeah. Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. I'll be I'll be can I can I tell a story yeah, about please. Chuck E. Cheese? <laughs> I went to Why Chuck not? E. Cheese <laughs> with my wife uh on a date. For the first date. No, like it was like third, <laughs> fourth date. And it was amazing. Because it's like That's awesome. super cheap beer. They have beer? The food is whatever. Their pizza's fine. Their I like pizza's pizza. fine. Yeah, it's not like we just yeah, lost. Okay. Like, My wife it's okay. clearly disagrees. That's okay. But you could. It's not like Dave and Buster's, where like there's a million. Like every every game's a million dollars. Chuck E. Cheese. You can, and if you're if you're in it to to win tickets, you could just like hover over small children and like. <laughs> swoop in when you're about to like all those chance games you just totally clean up Kev that sounds like fatherly <laughs> advice so happened to have a chance Cubie <laughs> oh man I can't That's wait the until he's the episode is Nick's water impression. I'm, I'm looking forward to taking him to Chuck E. Cheese so. uh, did you yeah. go in like the play cool. pins and, and stuff with him yeah I have an excuse to go oh no I mean Will I what, what did I do <laughs> <laughs> did you go did into you? the play pins with your with your now no wife? no I did oh, not okay. no we mostly just played arcade games, and um, when the little kids would like run out of quarters on the ch- on the chance games, like uh-huh. you know, we'd, like we had swoop in, and steal <laughs> swoop in, <laughs> get like the most tickets. It's I like got a slot story machines. About Chuck E. Cheese. It's less oh. of a story, just more of a th- I don't know thing. I, there was a Chuck E. Cheese literally in the same parking lot of my my comic book shop that I used to go to right out of high school mm-hmm. and so I had a friend that worked at that Chuck E. Cheese so every time I went to go get comics on Wednesdays when they came out I would walk over to Chuck E. Cheese and get cotton candy and then go back to the comic shop uh, yeah. cotton candy is my thing I'm just saying it's okay. good it's, it's, that is your second fun <laughs> fact you realize that Kev your Kev. You, my first fun fact wasn't really a fact it was a, that you're a baby fact. submarine that is a fact yeah, <laughs> yeah, that you're a baby submarine. No one can see you when they're listening to you, but we can see you. Yeah, so, so you could be a baby submarine and no one would know. <laughs> can we all just take a moment of silence here for our dear friend Discovery Zone? Comment F to pay respects to Discovery Zone. Oh, Discovery yes. Zone. Oh, I, I know. That place. Oh. Yeah. Go in DZ at Discovery Zone. Oh, I'm going to cut out the audio right when you sing that, so it's just your voice. That was awesome. Wasn't there an, another one, like G3 or something? There's like Discovery Zone and Chuck E. Cheese, and then there was like a G3 or G3. some other. It was... It was A3, right? I don't remember. <laughs> I, it was like DZ, but it was like a, a off-brand of it that had you know games and toys and ball pits and stuff. 
Mm. Do you guys know about giggles and hugs? What? What's that? This is a learning it's like, session. It's like do I want what to I take my kids to that? <laughs> it's like it's like the Whole Foods of like play places. <laughs> what? Whole Foods? No, thank you. Okay. It's all hypoallergenic material. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Chuck E. Cheese for hipsters. Like all the toys are just like wood blocks. That would be really, really sad. Oh my gosh! Montessori. Yeah, exactly. Google giggles and hugs, man. All right, you Google giggles and hugs. So back to Will Save. So I yeah, I LinkedIn. I went to LinkedIn and searched for William Save, and there is one student that is a medical assistance school Where? in Hawaii. All right. I just Dude, booked my flight. We're going to go, uh, we're going to go meet this guy. Yeah. We're going to meet him and convince him to get off of LinkedIn so we can have that space on LinkedIn. Yeah. And then there's, then there's a bill save. Who's the owner of wet sharp bill save. Sounds Hawaii. like, wait, the owner of what wet sharp. I think it's, I'm assuming it's a knife company. Wet sharp bill save. Sounds yeah, like, sounds, saves sounds like brother. a sharpening company. Yeah. 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 He's in Melbourne, uh, Australia. So maybe sharp is like what Australians call knives. I'm not, I don't know. Is that what they call knives? Silly Australians. Silly, silly Australians. Then a dingo we shall buy, mate. <laughs> you call no, that? We lost all the Australians. Are, are you? Are you? <laughs> yeah, we lost are you everybody. To quote, are you doing a? You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to cut. Yeah, that. I know. Are you right. doing a Moira impression from Schitt's Creek? Oh, what a great show. <laughs> I've heard. Oh, we just finished the Will Save the Shit's Creek. Oh, your baby. Then I think I'll eat your baby. She has the best enunciation and articulation of anyone. We could all learn something. We could. Is it good? Let's talk about learning something. She got the Emmy. So, just wanted to plug a little couple things here from Starfinder by Paizo. We threw around some terms last time that were like kind of you know if you know you know right but little starfinder terms we didn't take the time to explain them so i thought just real quick we're just gonna talk through them might get some audience participation from you guys here if you want we're gonna use the raise hand feature on zoom this yes this is the beta development of raise hand no, no wait if you want to use it <laughs> all right we talked about all right i'm gonna actually well, do it. <laughs> thank you nick so we talked about this this will be real quick. So if this sounds like super nerdy to you, you can probably skip ahead like two minutes and then you'll be fine, right? So we talked about the packed worlds. That term might have come up. Think of that as the immediate solar system in Starfinder, right? There's one sun, 13 planets. The third planet is the most important. The third planet from the sun, it's the most important one, just like Earth, right? So all the other planets are dumb. Now, near space, we talked about that as well. This is, think of this as like if, uh, as the galaxy said in the Catholic Church a long time ago, if we are in the center, right, the near space is like the next concentric circle around it, right? So it was kind of unknown until about 3 AG. That's after gap, right? The gap is this moment where everyone realized that they forgot the past thousands of years that had happened. So everyone woke up. Three years later, this tripartite AI god triune sends out what's called the signal and gifts the galaxy with knowledge of the drift, this hyperspace dimension 
that allows for travel over vast distances, right? So locations that are maybe only a few days or a week away are kind of near space. Those further are called the vast. Absalom Station, we talked about that, right? That's that third location from the sun. Used to be called Galarian in the Pathfinder world, also by Paizo. And at some point through the gap, vanished. Because now there's only a space station where the planet used to be. Why? We don't know. We talked about Vesk. I, th- I believe there were some, uh, some backstories, some stories that, that, that use the Vesk. They're from the Veskarium in near space. Think of them as like, uh, let's see, a reptile person, right? A lizard person. What about Sheeran? Kelly, do you wanna you wanna give us a little little quick rundown on what Sheeran are? What do they look like? Sheeran are like tall, lanky, uh, bug-like creatures. They have like honeycomb eyes, like the sort of which you'd see on like a fly or a spider. Few antenna, um, you know, and they were until not too long ago a hive mind race so like with one unimine but um since then have developed um a sense of individual identity and therefore kind of like each one of them is discovering this new like found individualism in like really interesting ways yeah and uh yeah yeah really they cool. that's that's a great summary they used to be part of what's called the swarm which were you know some years ago uh threatened the galaxy this like horde of bugs and part of them broke off and those are the Sharon. Uh, we talked about Lashunta. Special Agent LaRue is the Lashunta. They're from one of the planets in the pack world called Castravel. And there are two types of Lashunta, Demaya and Karasha. She's a Demaya so she tends to be a little bit more uh, focused on mechanically intelligence. Let's do one more. Let's talk about uh, Osharu's Androids? What? Oh. Just want to talk about Osharus. We didn't talk about androids. Okay, we'll talk about androids in just a minute. But let's talk about <laughs> yes. Osharus real quick, Will. Uh, the Osharu are a slug people from the planet of Payback. 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 P-A-B-A-Q. Thank you, Paizo. Uh, it's, it's a university planet filled with the dominant race of slugs and they're uh you know there's different types of slugs all usharos vary in some degree generally short um how short uh four to five feet okay um the planet has lots of cities where most of the residents live um and they've constructed armies of AI-controlled drones, and they prefer to keep their drones, like, you know, patrolling using non-lethal means of tranquilizing dangerous creatures and depositing them in the wild uh, outside of the cities. Casual. Totally casual. Casual. You know, like, have you ever seen those documentaries where they, like, tranquilize polar bears? Yes. In, in, like, Canada and Alaska, and Mm -hmm. they, like, put them in polar bear jail and starve them? That's what the, the Asharu do. I remember very much that when you showed it to me. <laughs> what, what a... Wow. What a topic. We had a, we had a vibrant work culture. 
Okay, right, let's I, talk I, about I know how to feel about those. Yeah, let's anyway. talk about androids here. <laughs> well, just just a note for the audience: Will and Kelly used to work together at the same tech company. They know Kelly got cat ears, and Will was like, "No more. <laughs> I'm done with this. Yeah, I'm yeah. done. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out." All right, Kev. Like- do you want to uh, you want to drop some knowledge on androids? Oh, heck yeah. Heck yeah. Here's my story about androids. Uh, they are complex technological creations crafted to resemble humans. Androids were originally a servitor race, but they have since broken free to form their own society. Unlike ordinary robots or ship eyes, androids do not simply respond according to their programming. Rather, they have independent consciousness and are animated by souls, a distinction crucial to their generally accepted status as people rather than property. Nice. Thank you, Starfinder Player Handbook, Core Rulebook. Core Rulebook. Only you can tell us exactly what androids are. Yep. All right, well, that was a little bit more than two minutes, but that was a good little recap <laughs> of some things that maybe uh, all the other nerds or non-nerds listening. And if you're just tuning in because you skipped that section, then uh, we're going to get down to the story here. So when we last left our adventurers, they were patiently waiting being politely questioned by special agent LaRue of the stewards in docking bay 18 of legacy station in near space you also remember that boarding a ship called the chimera all of you on your way to absalom station heart of the packed worlds see i'm dropping all those terms you're being questioned We saw a little bit about what was going on. You oversaw maybe a tense moment between Algiata Iom, the chief security officer of the Chimera, and a hobgoblin, another passenger. And then you saw maybe a little bit of a nice, sweet moment between Algiata and a Vesk. So with that said, I want to, one, thank Roll20 for being phenomenal. And I also want to thank Sirenscape for providing incredible music all the time. Some of this music, Nick and I have composed ourselves, but a lot of it is Sirenscape. So beautiful, so good, so tear-jerking. And with that said... That's their new marketing campaign. Hashtag marketing. And with that said, we are going to go to the map. I'm dragging you guys over here. Right at that last moment, if you guys want to tune in to Roll20, right at that moment, as we ended, a figure came out of the entrance to the Chimera, asking what was going on. And one of the other passengers that you were waiting with, a Kasatha, pushed Special Agent LaRue, shoved her onto the ground, knives in her two of her hands, the other two hands, outstretched. And I think you all know what's going to happen. And that's that for the first time on We'll Save, we're going to roll for initiative. Uh, Let's do it. No explanation, nothing, huh? Oh, I got a 20. Wow. Okay. Wow. Dang. All right. Hold your horses here. We're going to do this in good old-fashioned order here. But that's beautiful. That's beautiful that you got a 20. All right. Let's see how we got. Will, you said no explanation. And I think you're talking about how Dr. OK must be feeling standing there mm, in the, yeah, in I hangar mean, 18. 
what what's going on here? I rolled a nine. You rolled a nine. <laughs> Alrighty. Let's throw that in the old tracker here. What about you, Mr. Nico Orion? What'd you get? That's a that's a solid seventeen. So- Ooh, that is solid. Nice. What about Mr. Hears? Oh yeah. Hears. Got a twenty, you said. Twenty. Just twenty flat? Just flat twenty. Flat twenty. And what about you, Rick? I rolled a four, but I have a plus eight, so God. that gives me a twelve. Are, wait, what? Wait, hold plus on. eight initiative. Wait, what? Yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't know what I did. How? <laughs> How? <laughs> you put everything How is that possible? <laughs> I, I does it break it down for me? Let me. Yeah, if you click on yeah, the numbers, well, it break it down. If you click it, I got a plus four from dexterity and a plus four for my one of my bonuses, which is improved initiative. Yeah. So, Holy. Wow. It makes sense for a killer android. Let's it does. For a murder bot, as we established. <laughs> I'm not a killer! Time, right? Murder, 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 murder. You guys don't know I'm a murder bot yet? That's... I'm not a killer. Murder, 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 murder. All right. Let's go to the initiative tracker here. Well, now that we have initiative orders. <laughs> uh, oh, that's. Thank you so much. I was just going to explain to anybody who might be new to Starfinder and uh, RPGs that. Initiative is how quick you are to act based on your dexterity roll. If anybody wants to add to that, they can. It just allows us to say in the order of combat who goes first, who's quickest to the draw. It is a random dice roll to see how quick your reflexes are. Thank you to all the dice makers out there for the great work that you do. We're not necessarily looking for sponsors. Can you explain like each dice? So reach out to us. But we do like some. We do. Yeah. Uh, here's like what is your dexterity? Uh, what is your dexterity bonus? Here's does not have one of those ex- oh, dexterity bonuses. All plus right. zero. Plus yeah. Z. All right. So, are you all seeing this map here? Yes. Cool. Me too. All right. Good. Good. So, you know who's gonna go first? Magua, the bad guy, the Kasathu who started all this. Is he going to go first? And having pushed Special Agent LaRue over, she's going to take a step towards Special Agent LaRue and take uh, the two knives that are in two of her hands, and she's going to take a swing at Special Agent LaRue. Let's see what happens. I am rolling with my uh, threefold conspiracy dice set, and I legit... Roll the natural 20. Woo! What a first roll from me. Man, that is great. So she's going to... Do you have a plus eight modifier to your attack roll there, too? Uh, I cannot (laughs) confirm nor deny any of that question. So thank you for asking. That's a critical hit, right? Sorry? That's a critical hit? That is a critical hit. Does anybody want to explain how critical hits work in Starfinder while I'm pulling up some of the AC here? Critical hits mess you up. Uh, you can either draw a card. We either draw a card that gives us a specific effect or somewhat of a um, debil- uh, debilitation, or uh, it's kind of dealers. It's kind of the person who rolled the critical roll there. Um, they either get to choose for either the card well, you have to or, what the, also, or the high first. damage. Also, uh-huh. certain weapons have critical effects. Yep. can be special properties that are imparted when a critical role is achieved. 
think for this we're gonna do double damage. The old standard. Sounds like a WWE. Double damage! John, does it like frighten you that you're about to kill your own character? Yeah, it is. It's one of those things where you're kind of playing against yourself. You're like playing chess against yourself. Does NPC like yourself ever experience fear? So I'm rolling twice and then adding the bonuses here. Not bad. Not bad. We're cool. We're cool. Don't trip. All right. You know whose turn it is because Magua steps forward, stabs down right into the gut of Special Agent LaRue, and she lets out a scream. And you can see on the top half of Magua's face, as the Kasathan, the lower half of their face is covered. It's like a cultural tradition for them. Her eyes seem to burn with an intensity. And it's Hears' turn. What are you doing? Hears is like, I don't have time for this. And shoots magic missile right at this new enemy. Oh! Wow, <laughs> just uh, going right for it. All right, you're casting Magic Missile. What happens with Magic Missile? So with Magic Missile, you fire two missiles of magical energy um, that always strike their target. Always, without fail. Without fail. And um, so it's, it's really, like, sometimes OP spells awesome. And it deals, like, 1d4 plus 1 force damage for each missile. So you're rolling a D4 Are you doing a full action? In this case, I have two missiles. Okay. Yeah. If you do a full round action, you get an extra missile attack. So you get three missiles instead oh. of two. I did not see that, but I will. <laughs> you're like, absolutely. Oh, yeah, you're right. I did see that. Absolutely. I'm going to take that up. All right, so I'm going to do three D4 plus one. And that comes wow. out to eight in total. Eight? All damage. Eight damage. What? Wow, that's a lot of damage. It's a lot of damage. Take that! <laughs> wow, you don't even know why she did it. You're just like, I'm gonna mess you up. I have places to go. <laughs> I have places to be. You're making me late here. You know whose turn it is? It is the individual, another Kasatha, who stepped out of the Chimera. And this individual, this individual, sorry, steps forward and says everybody get down steps out pulls out blaster takes a shot where's my d20 here aims you all are standing there you feel like a, a shot go over your head and my next roll was a critical failure as you hear him start to curse and it sounds like he's pulling the trigger it's clicking. Whatever gun he's using is clicking. If you look over, he's trying to look in at it. It is Nico Orion's turn. What are you doing? Well, Nico's kind of looking at all this, and he's he doesn't have a dog in this fight. He doesn't have a dog in this fight at all. He doesn't care what's going on. He's just kind of watching with, like, with interest, with caution. But his hand drifts a little bit closer to one of his azimuth laser pistols, but he does absolutely nothing mild amusement that there's just more ruckus going on in the background. Okay. Okay. So, doesn't do anything. Withholds in action. Yeah? Yep. Alright. Wow. You know whose turn it is? It is Special Agent LaRue on the ground, having been stabbed with a Kasathan standing over her. She shouts and screams and then she turns to all of you and says, don't kill, 
Don't kill her! Don't! Don't kill her! And at that same time, she tries to reach out and grabs for a baton that's strapped to her wrist, or sorry, to her hip. And she's going to swing that baton out. Let's see what happens. Woo! That is a hit. You see her kind of fumble down, grab the baton, try to pull it in her hand, and she swings it. It hits Magua in the face, gets slapped over. And that is going to be some damage. It is the individual who's standing here. If you're on roll 20, I'm going to ping it. The older man with the cybernetics, he takes a few steps back, looks afraid, shocked, completely unprepared for what just happens and steps back against the wall. Rick, what are you doing? Uh, Rick, with the, like lightning fast speed, he pulls a gun out from his, his waistband um, and just as a note, he has a plus one for his base attack, so he can draw a weapon and move at the same time. Thank you for that point of clarity. Um, so that was good. But Rick is going to move to here. To there. Okay. And then he is going to use covering fire. Covering? So you can use your standard action to make a range attack that provides covering fire for an ally. Nice. Uh, make a range attack roll against a 15 AC. If you hit, you deal no damage. But the selected ally gains plus two circumstance bonus to their AC against the next attack if the creature attacks or from a creature in your line of effects. That's... As long as the attack occurs before your next round. Okay. So who are you doing covering fire for? Uh, I'm going to consider Special Agent LaRue as my ally. Okay. Uh, and so I'm going to use her as my ally. Give her the bonus. Peace. So, so how much? Be with my uh, semi-automatic pist- tactical pistol. Okay. I have a plus five to attack. And what is your roll? Oh, eight. Eight. I rolled a three. Oh. So, how does that look? What happens with that? Uh. So, yeah. Rick, Rick draws his gun out and like kind of strafes along that path. Um. And he pulls the trigger to try to distract this creature. Like he doesn't target the creature because he doesn't want to hurt them but he he's just trying to that's what covering fire is for. So right. he's just trying to distract him but he just doesn't get their attention whatsoever. Yeah she doesn't seem to notice. You fire and her head doesn't move at all. Magua's head doesn't move whatsoever. Good try though. Dr. Okay what are you doing? Um Dr. Okay is going to draw his Hostajet liquidator firearm. Wait, sorry. Can you repeat what that firearm is? A what? Costojet liquidator. Wow. Okay, that sounds intense. Yes, and I'm going to load it with a pharmacological inhibitor. Oh, <laughs> of course. <laughs> uh, so. Well, doctor. <laughs> I'm trying to look up the mechanics, though, on injecting a target with a drug. Okay. I think if you hit on the attack roll, then that's what counts. Like, they are... Okay, so in, it ca- it's basically, like, the attack roll? Yeah, I'm and, sure and the comment section on this will be like, No, you're doing it all wrong! So, yeah, okay. I'm trying to open the character oper- operations manual, but... 
As soon as you make the attack, we're going to consider it like, you know, you're taking your hand off the chest piece, so you're fine. So what is your attack roll on that? Ooh, 18. 18! Yeah, you shoot. Where are you aiming? Because you pretty much hit wherever you wanted to aim. Um, I'm going to aim for this gentleman's neck. Sorry, which gentleman? This guy. Uh, next to Agent LaRue, who's attacking Ah, him. yeah, Magua. It's, it's, it's not going to give him a lot of damage. However, okay. uh, the, pharma- <laughs> the pharmacological inhibitor introduces a mild hallucinogen into a living creature, making it difficult for the target to move or act. The target gains the encumbered condition and must succeed at a fortitude save or oh. also gain the entangled condition. This is a mind-affecting poison effect. This is a mind-affecting poison effect. That's that's okay. So, so very well, if they so. fail that, they can't take actions at all. Uh, whatever the in the so if they they gain the encumbered condition, which okay. I think is just it's not fun, and then entangled <laughs> is fun. when they can't move. Yeah, exactly. So encumbered would just uh, mean... Cool. It's like slow movement or something. Yeah, basically uh, all of your speeds are reduced by 10. Your maximum dex bonus to your AC is reduced to plus 2. And you take a negative 5 penalty to strength and dex-based checks. Nice, 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 Wow, nice. that is intense. And then, uh, cool. yeah, uh, entangled is no bueno whatsoever. Yeah. So you're saying that... She gets hit in the neck. Doesn't seem to phase her first. She doesn't even notice it. Yeah. And then... And she gets two points of damage. Okay, two points of damage. then gains the encumbered condition and must succeed at a fort save. To not get the entangled condition. Correct. Ah, I see. I see what you're doing there. All right. Quick question. I Where? prefer non-lethal uh, attacks. I prefer them in general. Uh, here we go. Conditions. That's what I wanted. So she is encumbered. She got to make that save. Boom. So she's now encumbered on Hero Lab here. And let's see. Fortitude save. Come on. Special dive from Paizo. That is a 23. Uh, oh, sure. no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. I guess I'll give it to you. Wow. All right. So you see it hit her. You're you're maybe waiting for a sec to see her kind of start to react, but she does seem a little slower. She seems like she takes a step. She's a little off balance. Kind of stands up a little bit to right herself, try and try and make sure that everything's all right. And at that moment, there's a shot that fires from behind you as Algiada Yom gets a crit on her azimuth laser pistol attack against Magua. So that is another crit. And that is going to be a good amount of damage here. Alright, top of the round. Round two. It is Magua's turn. And she's slowed. And she's been hit by Algiata. She's been hit by Dr. Okay. Nico didn't do anything, right? And she's yep. been hit. Uh, she was almost hit by by Rick in the sense of a distracting shot, but didn't seem to phase her. Here's hit her as well. Just saying. Oh yes, and here's hit her with magic missile. Thank you. Sorry, that was like the first thing. 
And yeah. I hate to say that you kind of did remind me. And she is definitely 100% going to turn and look oh, no. at Hears and going to move towards Hears. Okay. You can tell as she kind of steps over, she turns like, boy. And, and just like looks at you and takes a few steps forward and takes a swing at you with one of her knives. But you can tell that she's slowed because of Dr. O'Kay's inhibitor. Let's see what she gets on her roll. That is a 10. I don't think that hits, does it? Does that break your KAC? My KAC is 10. So, oh, oh no, it's no 18 way. actually. <laughs> I thought it was uh, the really low, but instead it's really high, so it's fine. It's okay. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, so she takes a swing at you. It doesn't even get near you. It just swings in front of your face, kind of, and and you're not even phased. That's not even. It. You don't feel like you need to even move. She was nowhere near you. What is your response? It is your turn next. So here's is just gonna look like um right at her and be like it's time for you to cut it out and then cast daze on her nice daze daze is a uh zero level skill daze is a will save right dc 15 dc 15 will save yes will negates will negates will negates will is trying to negate we're doing a will save on will save the podcast this might or might not be where we got the inspiration for this name who knows it's pretty high dc to beat and you know what she got a 13 you see her react for a moment try and shake her head to clear what's going on but then she just zones out as she is now Correct me if I'm wrong. Unable to take actions, but has Correct. no penalty to AC. Correct. Wow. wow. There you go. Stay right there. <laughs> Just stay right where you are. Don't move. All right. It is the Kasathan up at the front of the ship's turn, and another shot rings out. Immediately as you daze her, another shot rings out. And he completely misses. As she kind of throws her head back to catch herself, the shot moves right where her head was and hits the blaster wall close to the older gentleman in the back. He kind of looks and turns, just taken and shaken by the fact that all this combat is breaking out around him. Nico, what are you doing? So when uh, the Kasathan came and swiped at Gears... Gears. He kind of... Yeah, Gears. He kind of took it as kind of like an attack against him. So, just kind of like, swing it at me. So, at this point, Nico, Nico now is just like, okay, he reaches for two Azimuth laser pistols and shoots. Um, Shoots both of them? Shoots both of them. Wait, you're drawing two weapons? Isn't that a full turn? Yeah, so if you didn't have them drawn before, what's your base attack bonus? My base attack bonus? Oh, sorry, my base attack bonus... I need to take yeah. a closer look. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Uh, it's just attack, attack bonus, bonus is plus zero. Okay. But my range attack is plus two. That's fine. So I think... Uh, so you can draw a weapon... If if you were moving and had a plus one attack bonus, you can draw at the same time, right? 
So what I'm hearing is you have nothing that lets you draw two weapons at the same time. Well, so here's the thing. Drawing or sheathing a weapon is a move action. And I also have, I also have multi-weapon fighting. That gives you okay. So when so let's let's break down a quick rule thing here. Anyone can fire or use two weapons in each hand at yeah. any time. If you do, you yeah. take a minus four to both. I will say this, and I realize that I didn't say this before. If you're trying to do non-lethal damage, you're going to take a minus four if it's with a weapon that typically deals lethal damage. So think about that when you're when you guys are doing. Sorry, it. say that again. We can do non-lethal so, with ranged. Drawing or sheathing a weapon is a move action. So you can always... So you get one standard, one move, and one swift action every round. You can use your standard action to perform another move action. So if you want to pull both of your pistols this turn, you could do that. Or you could pull one and fire it. What do you want to do? So I think at this point... uh, She seems pretty, pretty like out of it. She got pretty dazed literally from here's. Alright, so Nico is at this point, he's done with it. He's done with it. So he's gonna pull both weapons and he's gonna be like, okay, this party's over. And he's gonna pull, put both weapons right in this Kasathan's face. <laughs> and just he's gonna hold an action to a- attack with one of them. Okay. So holding an action might or might not oh she moved here. Uh holding an action would it would an intimidation actually do anything on this? Because she's so out of it. Uh, she already seems out of it. So when you say that, it she doesn't seem to even register it. She kind of like her eyes look over towards you, but she seems like she. I mean, she can't take any action. So she really seems like whatever Hears did has messed her up. Oh yeah. Special agent, special agent Larue clutches her womb. And kind of pushes her hand up on the ground and reaches behind her to try and pull out what you can, what you guys can see as some sort of cuffs to use. There are two sets that she has, and she stands up as her move action and takes a step towards Magua. You see the older man in the back just look confused, hands against the wall, step back and just kind of slowly shrink down in the corner of the wall south of you here. It is Rick's turn. What are you doing? You've got people scared. You've got people shooting. People all up in the face ready to restrain or do something and the target can't do anything. Uh, Rick is going to... (laughs) He's going to take two steps over um, and then... So he's got a clean line of sight. Mm-hmm. He's going to roll perception. Okay. On what? To see if there's any other threats around. Okay. So where is perception? So plus four. Woo! That's pretty good. Uh, so 16 for that. 16. You don't seem... This has all happened pretty quickly, right? It seems as if maybe... Not only do you notice that there's not much of a threat, but you kind of start putting the pieces together a little bit of what just happened in the past. You know, each round is six seconds. We're on round two. It hasn't even been 30 seconds yet. And it seems like she was just waiting for the right moment to move forward and strike. And when you think about it, you're like, oh, it was that person standing at the entrance. As soon as they diverted somebody's attention, she moved. And so far... You don't see any alarms or anything else happening. 
She seems like the only threat in, in the area. Exactly. Okay. Um, so then he is gonna. He's got his gun trained on her, and he's gonna ready an action to shoot at her if she makes another attempt to attack anybody. Okay. And then he's gonna say in his slow robotic voice, "Stand down." Nice. Nice. Okay. It is Dr. O'Kay's turn. Things have slowed for just a moment. Mostly due to your inhibitor. What are you thinking? Uh, Kev, wait, hold on. Kev, are you drinking Dr. Pepper? I am. Are we allowed to talk, say Dr. Pepper on air? Are I'm you drinking, drinking Dr. Uh, Pepper and cream soda? Wow. Oh. Sounds mm. really good. I don't, I don't know if we can say it. It, but. it tastes... You know, I mentioned cotton candy earlier. It tastes like liquid cotton candy. <laughs> I like your style. <laughs> I like the way you think. All right, Doctor. Okay, what are you doing? Um. So, are you this wrapping guy this up? On the up here, what he's shooting at us? No. Uh. No. 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 He appears to be shooting at the other Kasathan. Yeah. This guy. He's just like shooting in the general direction because he hasn't yeah, hit a damn that, thing. He hasn't done anything. <laughs> I'm just Very making sure unhealthy. I shouldn't hit him. Um, can I? Can I like get a sense of Agent Larue's state with a life science check? Sure. Okay. Uh, actually, it probably what well, state like health wise. Yes. Yeah, I think that would probably be a medicine check. If I had to medicine check venture, yeah, is slightly lower than my life science, unfortunately. But unfortunately, still got a twenty-two. Twenty-two. Yeah, I mean, you can tell. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This could also probably be a perception check, but I'm gonna say because of your skills and everything, that's fine. I mean, you can tell that it. She was shocked to get stabbed with a knife. One hundred percent. But she's okay. She, like, she's, she not she's, uh, not she, she's not bleeding. She's not bleeding. She's not bleeding too bad. You think that if she just went untreated, maybe in a few days, that she's yeah. suffering from the bleeding condition. She is not suffering mechanically from the bleeding condition. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Um. Then I'm going to. Uh, it's an action to take out my to draw a different weapon, correct? It, unless you have plus one and move at the same time. Okay, no, I can't do that. So I'm just going to take a step back, um, and then shoot him again. But this time I'm oh. going to hit him <laughs> with a minor inhibitor. You're gonna hit her with a minor inhibitor. What does that do? Uh, takes a minus one penalty to attack rolls. Okay. For six rounds. Wow. <laughs> okay. And is that the same where if you meet a certain, uh, if you meet her? No, there's no DC or anything. Like it's just. It's just if you beat her hits. AC. Yeah. If I if I hit. Okay. Against her KAC, right? Her kinetic AC. Yeah. Okay. Sixteen. 16 to hit against her kinetic AC. Let's see. Did you beat it? Oh, yes, you did. Just barely. Yeah. So where do you hit? Um, probably like the 
Is she facing me? She seems to be facing here because that's where okay. she last was when she was first uh, encumbered by you and then now dazed. So I, I would say like maybe like one of her arms, like in, in the mid drift of her two arms on her okay. right side. Okay. I'm just like hitting her real quick with a with the minor inhibitor an ideal four damage. Did a crit on damage. Four damage, max damage. Wow. Alright, yeah. It hits her arm and you can tell that whatever movement and sense of control she might have been struggling to recover, she totally loses it. And for her forearms just kind of fall and she seems like she's a about to just collapse onto the ground. It's what it feels like. You see the uh, chief security officer, Algiata Yom, seems to run over and run past the figure at the entrance, runs out of her panel from before, runs down the steps as if she's running over to make something happen. It's the top of round two, and, or sorry, round three, and it is what would be Magua's turn. But you see her just fall to her knees and almost blink her eyes, slowly trying to gain control. All four of her arms are limp, and she seems like she can't even move or do anything. It's Hears' turn. What do you want to do? So I think Hears can see that Special Agent LaRue has the cuffs ready. Yes. Um, right. And so just to help her out, he's going to try to... Uh, he has this summon ability. It's called Unseen Servant, and it can perform some actions for him. Whoa. I have to check with you, but I would like to... Because uh, it can open doors and pick things up and fet- okay. you know, stuff like that, hold chairs. Okay. Maybe just kind of like hold... The our attacker in place to some in some way. Oh, like hold well, the hands back. Yeah, mm, like push her hands back. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll say that that helps secure her. Yeah, yeah. So I think you'll definitely be able to move one of the hands back. To move all four would be, I think, a little bit much. But you can start to move one or two back to kind of help keep the hands whenever Agent Larue moves into place. Does that make sense? Yeah, just to help prevent fighting back and secure her. Uh, that's what okay. I... Okay. Yeah, here's does that. Okay. That's awesome. Yes. That's really cool. Yeah, so she is now encumbered, dazed, and then you're pushing her hands back. You're trying to keep her up, make sure that she stays right where she is. With my invisible friend, yeah. With your invisible friend. What do you do when you cast it? So, like, here's like insect palm just kind of opens up and then uh-huh. this like sort of ephemeral like wind kind of comes out of it and then you just see like the the sheer outline of something like kind of creepily move past like and like push her arms slowly yeah like, yeah yeah almost in like a breeze they kind of swing back as if they're being held there yeah just like that as you do yeah, that such a graceful pirate the figure standing at the entrance is Everyone get back. Seems like we're starting to get this under control here. Everyone, please take a step back. Nico, it's your turn. What are you doing? Nico continues to hold his blasters out in front of this, uh, in front of the dazed uh, Kasathan's face. Okay. Just ready to do anything, and he's just going to hold a full action. If she does anything he doesn't like, 
he is very willing to just kind of lay her low. Okay. Nice. It's Special Agent LaRue's turn. You see her step forward, stagger a little bit, and start to take the cuffs. And she applies one set of cuffs thanks to Here's His Unseen Servant. She's able to pull two of the hands together and start to put one of the cuffs on. And it seems like... It seems like Magua has kind of given up. Her spirit seems to kind of surrender a little bit. We kind of take a moment. Special Agent LaRue is able to get another set of cuffs on. The gentleman is still standing in the corner, still a little terrified, a little confused. The figure walks over. Algiata Yom comes up and stands next to Hears. The figure steps up and says, could we please uh, take a step back and, 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 and let this good woman do her work here please please and starts to motion to you all to try and take a step back and says i'm i'm happy to take you on board i'm i'm, I'm so sorry about this I'm, I'm so sorry what do you all do nico's gonna put away his blasters and take a step back and he's gonna move toward the ship rick holsters his weapon here is walks past him towards the ship and says you gotta get your platform under control like going. I'm, I'm, so, I'm so, so, so sorry about this. I'm so sorry. Rick, Dr. OK, what are you doing? I'm going to talk to you, Special Agent LaRue and ask if she's okay. What do you say? Uh, Special Agent LaRue, do you require any medical assistance? I think I'll... I'll I'll be all right. I, I was both expecting and not expecting that. I, I think you can understand that us stewards are ready for anything. And she kind of pats Magua's shoulder, and Magua's still a little dazed. How long do your inhibitors last, and how long does days six, last? Six rounds. Six rounds. And how long does days last? Here's Days last, I think, for one turn. One turn? Oh, really? Um... One oh, um, one it's, minute. It's I immune. Thought. It's a, actually it's immune to it for one minute. The duration. Yeah, what's the duration? Where is that? I'm sorry. Uh, one round. One round. One round. Okay. Yeah. So she kind of she she seems to to snap out of it a little bit, and just shakes her head. And special agent Larue turns to Doctor Okay and just says. I think we'll we'll be all right. I probably best that I handle it from this point. You you can uh, continue on your way. And she kind of holds her wound and kind of gestures for you to get on the ship. I'll I'll deal with the authorities here. Very well. Have a good day. Oh. Nico's gonna on the way on the way up to the ship. Nico's gonna kind of elbow hears a little bit and he's going to say to hears looks like someone's going to make the local news tonight <laughs> hears mandibles like just sort of jittering glee <laughs> <laughs> yes. what is what is oh sorry go no no go go that's all I just he has nice little mandibles 
Rick, what are you doing? Uh, so Rick is he's just going to holster his weapon casually and pull his trench coat back forward and he kind of just stands there in like full observance of just trying to see what's going on um and he's gonna roll another perception check roll a perception check Ooh, not good let me see my perception was an eight uh just to see like just to try to understand what's happening between everything so Special Agent LaRue has handcuffed Magua. Special Agent LaRue is standing there. She's uh, She seems to be trying to like reach for her comm device while steadying Magua. Magua seems to just kind of slump down onto her legs now and sitting kind of crisscross applesauce on the floor there. Special Agent LaRue holding her wounds but also starts to pull out a comm device. Algiata Iom walks up and starts to... to talk, kind of converse, maybe debrief a little bit with Special Agent LaRue. Uh, the individual at the top of the stairs, the Kasathan, you hear behind you say, would you all like to come along now? I think, uh, I, I, I apologize that we're meeting like this, but my name is Captain Ramim, Ramim VCL, of course, and uh, this has been uh, quite an entrance to, uh, board in the ship, I'll have to say. But uh, uh sir, do you want to come along? Let's 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 let the special agent do what she needs to do and I trust Algiada will wrap everything up. He's kinda talking to you, Rick. I guess as everybody else starts moving onto the ship then Rick will turn and follow. Okay. So Captain Ramim steps forward and just kinda says Well again I'm so sorry about this, but please, please uh, Let's let them do their job and welcome aboard the Chimera. And that's our game. Woo! Hell yeah! Clap. <laughs> you get one <laughs> clap from all of us. Hey, I'm Kevin. I play the android Rick19. I just want to thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed playing and recording it. And if you did like it, hit subscribe so you can get the newest episode every Will Save Wednesday start by next week when we board the Chimera and head to Absalom Station. In addition to listening, you can also join us at discord.willsavethepodcast.com. It's an online community, a digital hangout, where you can talk about the show, things you like, things you don't like, the rules we're going to mess up. We mess up a lot of rules. And we can talk about things outside the show, too. Movies, sports, music. There's a great Album of the Week club on, on our Discord. And if you'd like to support us, please go to coffee.willsavethepodcast.com. Coffee is a membership subscription service where you can join a membership tier that come with exclusive perks. Um, some of those perks will be exclusive content that we put out or even the ability to join our show and listen in, to a, listen in while we're recording it or even an opportunity to play a game with us. Those are some of the things that we're, we're putting out there, and we're always trying to come up with new and creative ways to get you guys to interact with us. So thank you to all our current supporters. Thank you to all of our listeners. We appreciate that. Um, lastly, we have a merchandise store. You can go to shop.willsavethepodcast.com. There you can get all sorts of merchandise, like hats and T-shirts, Hawaiian shirts, a duffel bag, some really cool stuff on there that you can sport to show that you support our show. 
Um, and then we'll be able to recognize you at like a Gen Con or something and be like, hey, that's a fan of ours. And then we'll come over and like hang out. It'd be cool. Anyways, thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting us. Thank you for joining our Discord, discord.wilsonpodcast.com. And uh, continue to listen and let us know. Let us know how we can be better. Thank you again. Kevin, out.